Hey, podcast community, it's Eric, and I've got something exciting for all you online entrepreneurs out there. If you're looking to take your e-commerce store to the next level, you need to check out Aurora Repricer. With Aura, you can effortlessly reprice your Amazon inventory automatically. Ready to elevate your Amazon business? Head over to foxcitiesmm.com slash Aura. That's A-U-R-A to get started today. You're listening to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem, your bi-weekly dose of true crime history in a small rural community of Wisconsin. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Fox City's Murder and Mayhem podcast. I'm Eric Waltergens. I'm Gavin Schmidt. And Gavin hit us with our topic for the day. All right. So last time we uh, we did Chief Oshkosh, we're going to move ahead a little bit in time. We're still staying back in time. I'm not going to keep doing this every week. So everyone's like, I'm stuck at this 1800. <laughs> not going to do it every time, but I just wanted to get this one out of the way because it loosely connects to the previous episode. Uh, we're now to 1842, so we're 12 years ahead. And what I'm telling you today is loosely adapted from an article by Jack Rudolph. Uh, Jack Rudolph has been... Uh, dead for 35 years now. Uh, but he used to write a series of articles for the Green Bay newspaper on, on local history. Um, so this is modified from something he wrote. So, so uh, if, if you, before you accuse me of plagiarism, I'll freely admit that I'm ripping off the <laughs> uh, Okay. Start with a man named Charles Arndt. Charles Arndt was a young and upcoming man in Brown County in Wisconsin politics. He was the son of Green Bay pioneer John Arndt. He was a graduate of Rutgers University. He was an attorney. He was a probate judge. He was a newspaper editor. He was headed for a brilliant career. He had everything going for him. He had been a member of the Territorial Council since 1840. And uh, to put this in context, again, for people who do not know, Wisconsin did not become a state till 1848. So the 1830s and 1840s, the Territorial Council is basically the state legislature. Then we have James Vineyard. He's from Grant County, which is the total opposite end of the state, basically like the Platteville area. He was also not just on the opposite side of the state, but he was on the opposite side of the political fence. In those days, the politics really weren't that divisive. The biggest issue was whether you were a fan or not a fan of Governor James Doty. And you may recall Doty from last time, where he was a judge. Now he's the governor. So nice step up. Nice, for him. nice step up. And and there's a whole bunch of stories about about Governor Doty. And this guy is a very shady individual. <laughs> and when he get not as a judge, but once he gets into politics, he's a very shady individual. But that's really beside the point here. Despite the differences of these two politicians. They had known each other for several years. They were the best of friends. They both were involved with setting up legislative balls for dancing. You know, when the politicians would go out and dance at night. <laughs> uh, Vineyard had actually lived with the Arndt family for a while when he was staying in Green Bay. The two men even occasionally lived together while staying in Madison. So they were pretty close. Things took a dark turn. On the morning of February 11th, 1842, the Territorial Council was deciding a very important thing. Governor Doty had picked a nominee for the sheriff of Grant County. Grant County, again, being where Vineyard is from. There was strong opposition, especially from Vineyard, 
and a motion was made to table the matter. They said, you know, we can't agree on your pick for the sheriff. Let's just hold off on this for now. Come back to it. Well, all fired up, aren't, says, no, 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 no. We're not going to table this. We're going to solve, solve this, this right now. He says, I don't know why you have a problem with this pick, Mr. Vineyard, since previously you and I had a conversation and you recommended this very nominee in very high praise. So why are you now against him? Well, Vineyard then turned and he said, Mr. Arndt, you are a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Arndt may have been Vineyard's friend, but he could not stand to be called a liar. That just would not stand. So at this point, he only had two options. He either had to shrug it off or he had to fight. (laughs) I'm going to guess he took the fight option in this scenario. Yes. (laughs) So Arndt turns around in his chair and he demands Vineyard take it back. Take it back. I am not a liar. Vineyard refused. And there was a vigorous exchange of unpleasantries. And then the chairman had to wrap his gavel for order. He said, stop this, stop this fighting. The two men stopped fighting. A few minutes later, however, a vote was taken to adjourn for the day, to close down the session for the day. And Arndt said, no, we're not closing (laughs) the session for the day. He went out of his chair. He walked over to Vineyard and he said, before we close today, you tell me I am not a liar. (laughs) So they started fighting again. Well, this time the chairman again banged his gavel and they stopped for a little bit. But before they could vote for adjournment, they started fighting a third time. (laughs) Once more, he said, please do not call me a liar. And Vineyard says, no, you are a liar. (laughs) And they would would fight. He goes, not only are you a liar, you're a big fat liar. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally it says that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, Arndt wasn't going to stand for this. He took his cane and he poked Vineyard. He said, Knock it off. <laughs> Say I'm not a liar. Well, Vineyard didn't like being poked with a cane. So he turned around and he swung his fist at Arndt. At this point, it broke down into a physical fight. There was noisy confusion everywhere. And people from all sides of the aisle had to jump in and try to hold back these two men from fighting. <laughs> like, this is way overdone, man. <laughs> like... What? <laughs> it's just like a basic disagreement, and they're yeah. getting in fistfights over it. <laughs> well, you think that's going too far, but then you know what happens next. Uh, somebody's going to get killed, yep. I'm assuming. Suddenly, there was a shot. Arndt staggered back and collapsed. He had a bullet in his chest. Within five minutes, he died in the arms of his father, who just so happened to be in Madison that day, watching the proceedings. <laughs> Vineyard... Realizing that he had just shot his friend, promptly turned himself into the Dane County Sheriff. While in jail, he wrote a letter offering to resign from the territorial legislature. He says, sorry I shot that guy. <laughs> I will quit. <laughs> that, that can't be what it really said. Well, no. That's okay. just, I'm paraphrasing, but that's yeah. essentially what he said. <laughs> well, the council said, no, we're not going to let you resign. Instead, they said, we're going to vote and we're going to expel you. We are kicking you out. Uh, you know, I don't know what the difference is exactly, but just they wanted to make a point of saying, uh, you can't quit. You're not even wanted here. <laughs> uh, there's some discrepancy over whether it was a unanimous vote or it was one person who actually backed up Vineyard. But either way, 
the majority said, you got to get out of here. The expulsion resolution was actually written by Morgan Martin, the other representative from Brown County, so the other guy from Green Bay. Um, and Morgan Martin, for people familiar with Green Bay, um, he's a huge figure in Green Bay history. Um, big landowner. He actually owned a majority of the land that eventually became Milwaukee. And um, he still has his house that he lived in is still in Green Bay today. It's now a museum. And strangely enough, Morgan Martin is the cousin of Governor Doty. <laughs> so um could be a coincidence. It could be favoritism. I don't know. But anyway... Two cousins uh, in state government there. The shooting caused a national sensation. Eastern newspapers played it up vividly, and some Washington circles used the incident to bolster their claim that the Western territories, especially Wisconsin, were too uncivilized to become states. We can't let these territories become states. They're shooting each other in the middle of Congress. <laughs> Which is a little extreme. Yeah. <laughs> By sheer coincidence at this time, Charles Dickens, the famous writer, is touring the United States. While touring it, he is writing a journal of everything that's going on on his on his visit. So he actually writes in his journal that, what the heck is wrong with these Americans? <laughs> so Charles Dickens, who, you know, you probably know best for A Christmas Carol, actually has a book where in it he's complaining about Americans <laughs> shooting each other in Wisconsin. Well, the Green Bay District... The green. This is the, now the section where the courts would be. They were furious and they demanded the right to try Vineyard for murder. Tempers were not soothed. He was tried for manslaughter and he was acquitted. He used the plea of self-defense. Now, nobody really disagreed that this was kind of sort of self-defense. I mean, he had called his friend a liar. But it was the other guy who came over and started physically poking Damn. at him. So he did have the right to defend himself. But at the same time, even those who agreed that he had the right to self-defense thought it might have been a little extreme for him to shoot the guy. <laughs> and he goes, and they further said, you probably don't even need to bring a gun into the Capitol. That might be a little extreme. I, I, I'm a little surprised that they, I mean, I guess very common for probably people to walk around with a gun in this time yeah, frame. I'm, I'm thinking, that, again, this is 1840s. So I'm guessing at this time, you know, carrying a, a revolver on you probably isn't as weird as it might be. I mean, not that people don't do it anymore, but but now, you know, it's you don't do it usually because you're like, I'm living in the old old West. I might have to shoot a bear. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I feel like you're going to vote on laws or whatever they were doing at the Capitol building. I feel like even back then, seems like it would be a good idea to not allow guns in. Yeah, it clearly, you know, it wasn't popular because the even though they acquitted him, they did say, you know, you don't really need to bring a gun. Well, he's, you know, even though he's acquitted, he doesn't serve prison time, he doesn't get to go back and be in Congress again. That's, again, he's kicked out. He's done. So what does he do? He moves to California to join the gold rush. He settles in Sacramento. He becomes an Indian agent, and an Indian agent is like somebody who's appointed by the government to kind of like be the mediator between the local tribes and, and the government trying to settle disputes, things like that. While there, he was elected to Congress in California. <laughs> he lived out his final days in Los Angeles, where he was a member of the California Congress. So after shooting a guy in the Wisconsin Congress, he moved to California and got reelected. Let bygones be got bygones, yep. man. I mean, 
He didn't make the same mistake twice, did he? No, he did not. So, <laughs> so yeah, so this week's story, we got a man being shot and killed in the Wisconsin Capitol. Which is unbelievable. But yet it happened. It definitely <laughs> did. So, <laughs> and, and so I guess that wraps this episode up. Do you want to throw some contact info out there? Sure. If people want to reach out, um, email is milwaukeemafia at gmail.com. Always looking for suggestions. I mean, I have uh, some stories lined up, but there's probably lots of things I've never heard of. So if you got one you want to hear, let me know. Otherwise, you can find uh, the website, MilwaukeeMafia.com or FoxCitiesMM.com. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've listened this far, uh, you must not hate us too badly. So feel free to give us that five-star rating on Spotify or wherever you listen um, do not give us a one-star rating. We will find you. We do not appreciate that. So, But you're welcome to email us and give us recommendations. Yeah, if you want to email and say that, that we suck ass, I'm okay with that. Uh, just don't put that on the rating. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning into this episode, and we'll catch you on the next episode in two weeks. Right. I'm Eric Walterkins. I'm Gavin Schmidt. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. Join us in two weeks for another exciting episode of Murder and Mayhem.